0: All right, tribe. Let's get this thing jumping. Listen you guys. I appreciate you tuning in to Modern Manhood, a masterclass with me and Dr. Damon. Today we have an extraordinary guest. I don't want to boost her up, but look, this is one of the things that I moved. I changed my schedule multiple times. Dr. Damon did because we wanted to bring someone that we knew was gonna add tremendous value to the platform. Someone that was gonna educate us and provide practical skills that we can apply immediately that can truly change the dynamics of how we want or what we want in our relationships. So Katasha uh, Gordon, is it Gordon? Yes, it's Gordon. Is a sex coach, Um, man, she's done comedy. She spoke on multiple different platforms. She has a sex education website where she truly helps people understand um, the nature of sex so you guys I wanted to bring her on this platform and I'm excited to have her because she's passionate she knows her stuff and she's the real deal when it comes to this subject and this industry right and so I don't want to um I don't want to take up too much time but I want you guys to post as much questions as you can so we can make the most out of this because there's so much we don't know I just learned something about sex this morning and I was like yo is this real she was like yes there is a process to it I was like oh you know, when it comes to sex, we just like yo, I feel like I'm aroused, I'm ready to get it in. You know what I'm saying? It's game time. <laughs> we don't understand the physiology in regards to sex. So tell us how you got involved in sex education and we'll just start there.
1: Um, oh my gosh, how did I get started? I actually just started. Um, I just threw a class in my house. It was kind of one of those things where everybody was always asking me, my whole life, people have always even way before I started having sex. Um, People would ask me questions about things. People have always just kind of opened up to me about stuff and I make people comfortable and they tell me things. And so even when I was in middle school, you know girls were asking me about stuff and yeah. my mom uh was a heavy reader and she read a lot of like erotic literature and stuff so I would, she would leave and go to work and i would go sneak in her room and i would spend all eight hours like i would take breaks i'd go eat a sandwich and i would just sit in there and read the books that she had wow. under her little like nightstand and so like i had it wasn't a full view of like what sex was or whatever but i knew like what was supposed to be happening and what wasn't supposed to be happening and I just kind of picked up the information from there. And then, you know, when you start getting people's experiences, people start talking to you, then you have other perspectives. Oh, well, I had a friend who did that, but when she did it, she did blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of grew from that. And like my friends would, throughout my life and other, their friends would be like, hey, ask Natasha if blah, 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 or somehow something works. And, you know, you just pick up information as you go along. Pretty much how I was, and so about six years ago, I just said, "I probably need to start getting paid for this." Yeah, and I didn't have any idea about like where to start. I didn't have any certifications, nothing. I was just like, "I'm gonna just throw a class," and that's, that's what I awesome. did. Awesome.
0: Let me ask you a question. For for many of us fellas, I know this is my first sex education class. All right, <laughs> this is our first sex education teacher, you guys, and this is a big deal. You can say we're, we're kind of losing our virginity here. You all right? what is the significance in regards (laughs) to sex education and what should men know about this for us that that feel intimidated about this or uncomfortable or shamed um why should we
1: know about this um because in actuality the onus of sex education is on men um because men are the usual proponents (laughs) okay Uh, you go out you start um early trying to recruit for sex and you learn to recruit but you don't learn sex so the everything everything that you've ever done to a woman has been told to you by someone else it may not have even been that woman Hmm. so Mm -hmm. you're just taking those pieces that you're learning and applying them to women and that's not really how it works because just the same way your body is different every woman's body is different Hmm. so if you take a if you don't have the information and you don't seek the information to please women, you're really just going out there and doing the bare minimum. And again, no, go ahead.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, I, I got to recap that because like what you're saying is I'm not innately built with the skills to be a sex guy.
1: No, unfortunately not. It's like you're <laughs> not innately built with the skills to be Kobe Bryant. So. <laughs> and,
2: right. And, and as much as I'm joking about this and right, it's funny, true. that's what, that's what our minds and our bodies tell us. And we've got to be strong enough. We've got to be humble enough to say, I need to learn.
1: Very much. Absolutely. It's, it's the, the process for you guys is kind of easy. So you think that's the process, right? Mm-hmm. She cute. Mm-hmm. My dick got hard. I'm ready. Day that's time. right. Um, it is a lot you are not the only person in that bedroom (laughs) and Mm. although it is that is easy for you that is the part that's you know that's how it works for you that is not the process that is just how your body reacts to the process but that's not the way your partner reacts to the process even if you're in a same-sex relationship you could be in a relationship with another man his body is not going to react the way your body reacts Mm. so it is a um women are okay so we are concerned about sex but there are a lot of things that get in the way of that that pushes that back so for you guys for men and i i say this and it's not i don't know who who to blame and it's not a blaming situation but men are made and and reared to collect women you start early it becomes right. a conversation with your friends early. Did you talk to blah blah blah? Did you did you get to this base? Did you do that base? And so mm-hmm. the uh, that pressure of sex comes from men and from boys, and so it's pushed and pushed. And most girls just kind of give into it at some point, and then you just start continuously giving into it. It doesn't become a part where you. Sex is something that happens to women. It is not. Uh, that's it is not something that we're actually allowed to be a part of. And if we wow. are, and if you feel like you are other men and other women, deem you a hoe, right? right? Absolutely. So, absolutely. and that's not even an image that you can control because I was young, I matured a lot faster than a lot of other girls. I mean, I had titties and I don't even remember. Right, <laughs> I, right. I had a mushroom, I still had a curl, I know that. And I right. had titties, I was in a bra. And so I was automatically put in a category just for how I looked right by men and women mm-hmm. by women of the church and all that mm-hmm. thing and i i didn't lose my virginity till i was in college wow but you know from the time that i was nine years old to the time that i did lose my virginity i was a sexual being to other people yeah. but that was not something people. that i that i was trying to bring on to myself it was what was being pressed on me yes. right let me
0: ask let me ask you a question. So, I know a lot of people have uh, misconceptions. They have taboos that prevent them from being able to explore the sexual nature of who they are. What do you feel like allowed you to be able to explore that? Because you have a certain freedom and liberation that most people just don't have, and they're not able to explore that in their relationship. So that's one question. And how do you think being able to freely um, express that has really helped you have a better relationship with Bruce? Because I know you guys have an amazing relationship.
1: Yes. Yes. So the, um, I think that like a lot of women, specifically black women, I was sexually abused at a very young age. Mm. And in the way that I reacted to that is that I realized that no one was going to protect me. And that in that I had to learn to protect myself. And that was the only way that I was going to have any kind of control over that type of situation so i didn't want to i was five years old when that happened i remember it and everything so i was five years old so when you go through that every instance of touch that you have from that is tainted with that memory right right? so how do you cope when that is the basis of your sexual experience reference right right Mm. I didn't want that I didn't want to be bitter I didn't even as a young kid I knew that I just needed to I needed to protect myself
0: right
1: if it happened that young it was gonna happen again it's probably gonna happen again it's probably gonna happen right. again so how do I become my own advocate mm-hmm. and that is not something that everybody possesses so it is yeah that is an experience that happens to a lot of people but it is not the a power that people possess that to know so young that right. like y'all got me messed up i'm not i'm not doing this and yeah. because i was able to have that i'm able i'm really good at communicating and connecting mm-hmm. i'm really good at but even if it's not connecting being able to right. communicate and say hey i don't like this hmm. i'm not faking any orgasms this whatever you're doing is not moving me do this, yeah. do the thing that I right, said do. If right. you want me to be happy, do the thing that I said do. And right. I think that a lot of women, and this is a conversation that I have with women all the time, is that women turn into whole Viola Davises in the bedroom. <laughs> they in yeah. there yeah. acting it up. It is nothing happening. They yeah. are not having orgasms. And they will tell you, yeah, ask. go home and ask your woman if she's ever faked an orgasm. And she's going to most likely tell you yes so i've never done that i'm not going to do that
0: so we had a conversation i'm glad that this this experience instead of it being something negative that was a hindrance it taught you how to honor yourself and that's the biggest thing honoring your body and understanding the nature of feelings is important the way you feel is important in regards to living your truth and most people aren't living their truth we had a conversation earlier and she said that most men don't approach sex education because i know for us personally we don't want to feel like we're doing something bad or not doing it the correct way because we feel like it penalizes us right and you said that if it isn't broke don't fix it that's the way we think of it and that's the reason why um we don't we don't have this we're not knowledgeable in regards to sex education because we don't want to feel like we're doing something wrong or not showing up the way we need to when it comes to performance so talk Mm -hmm. more about that how do men perceive that how does it um versus women
1: It's so crazy because if you, if I took a man and I took him out on the basketball court and I said, take this basketball and make it go in and he couldn't make it go in, he wouldn't quit. Mm. He wouldn't discontinue attempting to play basketball, right? Right. It Mm. takes technique. That's how you make the ball go in. That's how you make plays. You need techniques to be able to pull this thing off. But when it comes to sex, it's just like, well, it went in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but it went in though like uh, but that's not the technique though like right it's i I get that it did go in but did you win
0: right did
1: did you win so it is very difficult what does winning mean winning means that both parties had a good time both Mm. your when you go and have sex with someone you should not even be considering yourself Right. Right? Because you're going in there to give someone else an experience and hoping that you receive an experience as well. Right. Go in thinking I'm going to go in and get what I need and I'm going to leave. That's not an experience. Right. That's a chore. Right. So if and why would the other person be open to that if they know that I'm not going to be centered in this experience at all. Right. Nothing in it for me. I'm just doing it because you want it or you need it. And so it's a thing about learning, learning technique and learning what the body does. If you, there's no, how would you know, how would you know that a vagina needs time to complete a process called Man. D- before you enter? So right. there are four stages of arousal. Okay. Let's talk about there, it. Yeah. There are four stages of arousal. There is arousal. Hold on. because It's more than one model. So the basic model is excitement, plateau, orgasm, and resolution. That last one could be refractory if you're a man. Now, refractory means that once you have an orgasm, it takes a while for you to be able to recover. Okay. Well, once you have ejaculation, let me correct that. Once you ejaculate, you need a refractory period for your penis to recover. Women don't have that, mostly, okay? So this is the thing, right? the clitoris and the penis are almost identical. They have the um, same kind of makeup. They do the same kind of things. It's just that one is a part of your, the penis is a part of your reproductive process because the sperm moves through the penis to impregnate, but it does not move. You do not need a clitoris to have, um, to make a baby. So it is not a part of your, but it still has the same kind of function. Okay. So if you are down there, say you're giving oral sex and you she just had a clitoral orgasm. Mm-hmm. If she starts pushing and moving away, it's because it's too sensitive, just like right. it is for you, right. right? But when men see women pushing away, they think, oh yeah, this is, you know, this is the part I want. Yeah, she running. No, if someone isn't happy, having a good time at the party, they're going to try to leave it. Right. I'm not uh, pushing you away wait. if you're doing a good job. I want you to do some more of that. So you have to, but your body needs time to go through those stages. And a woman's body does not move through those stages as fast because what's happening is not just the blood is moving to the clitoris and that's all. There's a whole host of things that's happening. Your vaginal walls turn purple um, as the blood moves through. And so now I like to liken it to like a band, right? So an orgasm is that process to me is like a like a like a band room when you first go in the band room all the everybody's warming up all the instruments are going off everybody's just you know rah, boom 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 you hear all this noise right so it's like oh okay oh i like him i like what he's gonna do like he's taking his shirt off and stuff that's what's up that's the band like getting all riled up boom 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 so then the teacher comes in and the teacher's like okay everybody get ready and then everybody starts moving on the beat right mm-hmm. so that's where you're going to get to how you get to your plateau So you get to the point where you're you're ready for orgasm. So everybody's moving on beat. All of the little people in your vagina are are now on the same, singing the same song, right? Then they finna get to the bridge to the part of your song that's the favorite. So then that's when you hit your orgasm. Boom, everybody was on the same page. Everybody hit that note at the same time. Your muscles contract. You get what's called a sex flush. Your blood pressure reaches peak. All of that happens. And then you move into the resolution, which is the come down, right? Mm-hmm. But in between those stages, there are physiological things that happen to your body. Your nipples become erect. Um, a vagina has to complete a process called tenting, which means the uterus moves out of the way to make room for the meat that you're about to introduce. That has to happen for her to be able to have comfortable sex, because during during her um, the times of the month her uterus shifts in her body to make space for a baby like well we want a baby so we're gonna come down here and hopefully it's closer and we can get the baby well we didn't it's not time for a baby so we're gonna move up here so your, your uterus moves through your body throughout the month throughout your cycle and if you don't give her time to let that uterus move out the way you could it, it could be painful because you're gonna be tapping on that yeah. uterus right so it's a process and I think that for men sex is only the part of entry and it's everything it's all of that and that becomes so much more important as you get older because pleasure is important
0: right, right not absolutely.
1: just ejaculation pleasure right. is important
0: man you know I was just talking about that I was like I've been married to my wife uh 10 11 years but there was a part in the stage of my life where was like I want to understand the nature of a woman's anatomy Right. Where is the G-spot at? What does the clitoris mean to sex? What is this? Because like in a relationship, it's good not only just have a relationship with understanding your body, which I think is important, but also understanding the relationship of the individual that you just signed and share your journey with. Right. And it's right. Crazy how like you don't know what you don't know. It's just like when it comes to financial budgeting and, and everything else in regards to education, you don't know what you don't know. So what are some misconceptions uh, that, uh, in regards to sex that people probably shouldn't know about or just some flawed thinkings in regards to sex education?
1: Oh, man. Um, firstly, that a lot of women think, or even men think that um, vaginal orgasms are standard. That is not the truth. Um, the bulk of your orgasms, the bulk of female orgasms come from the clitoris, no <laughs> matter where you are. They come. The clitoris is not just the little piece that you have in there. Oh, look, I'm sweating. It is actually. This is the full. This is what a clitoris looks like. This is the full scope okay. of a clitoris. So these legs actually go down over your labia majora, which is the you know the meaty uh, lips. In the so any of these places can be accessed from deep in the vagina. And your body has a set of. Um, has erogenous zones so it has places inside of it where the nerves like meet and convene mm-hmm. right and you can meet those places inside the vagina but it's attached to the clitoris the action mostly comes from the clip that's what i think i don't care what nobody else says, <laughs> but that's it I, it comes from the clitoris so you have it is going to be very difficult for penetration to be able to be the only thing to get women to orgasm. You're going to need clitoral stimulation. You do not, uh, vibrators do not decrease clitoral sensitivity. It's just not possible. Um, there are thousands of nerves in the clitoris and the way that your orgasm changes throughout the month depends on um your hormonal changes it depends on where your body is in the cycle and so a lot of times women are um nervous about using toys because they think that oh or and men as well because there should be toys in your bedroom Mm -hmm. you should be using toys you you have a what 60 year history of sex at least right right are you just gonna just use your weenie and that's it the whole time that's interesting so you should that's be ridiculous. using toys, and right. men should also be using toys to explore their own bodies, because the same way that you think that it's just easy to do this, like you have so many erogenous zones in your own body that you know have been relegated just to you know gay people. Somehow men have decided that only gay men are allowed to enjoy their bodies, and right. even though all men have it, you know, just because you got to get to it this way, that's only for the gay people, and that's so that's big.
0: So I I like this. Okay. So this is being able to unravel all the layers that society has placed upon us to get to the point that where we can have a dialogue about this. Even women hold a stigma that prevents them from being able to explore that. And that's what I love about who you are because you're so authentic and you're so free and you say it in such a practical manner that people can understand it. And it makes sense that there should be no shame in exploring your body.
1: It's yours. Like, So when you take off all of the religious and patriarchal and you know Mm. the the pilgrim, all when you take off all of those layers of of oppression, right? And Mm. you can actually just be. Just think of a a a spot where you could just be. I can Mm. exist here. That is the place that you deserve to live. And I don't care what it looks like to other people. I always tell people, stop letting the people you are not fucking determine how you fuck.
2: In your own space. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, we getting into it. That's like the how vortex. Do- if it feels yeah. good, it makes sense. If it doesn't, I mean, it but makes is
2: there? Sense. Is, I gotta play devil's advocate on that one because that's okay. a good point. You know, we, we we say if it feels good, and there is that. You know that freedom and that hedonistic view, but where do we find the space to to explore that and not just say if it feels good, but is this something that is not going to leave me with those bad feelings for the next three days because I mm. experienced that? How do, how is that overcome? So Does it you? depends. It depends
1: on what type of thing we're talking about. So say we are talking about uh, say we're talking about a, a rope scene right? And um, you want to experience that, but you're worried about like what could happen later. Again, there are two people in this space, right? So you have someone to emotionally lean on. You just need to make sure you're picking the right person. Right. Uh, And I think that a lot of times what we do is when we do get ready, you just kind of jump out there and try it on whoever. And it needs to be people or a person that you can have a conversation with, if it does make you uncomfortable. Me and Bruce do shit all the time. We were like, "Eh, let's not do that one again. (laughs) Or if he liked it and I didn't, I'd be like, well, let's tweak it. Or if I liked it, he'd be like, well, what parts? So sometimes it is just a conversation and it is not just men that are shaping that narrative because women shape the narrative as well. Right. You know, women make men feel bad for wanting to have their own sex toys. You know, it's a joke that uh, men are buying sex dolls and, you know, or have fleshlights and things like that. Like, you have a vibrator? Why can't he have a fleshlight?
0: That's interesting. Never so, even thought about it. Never even thought about, about
1: that we it.
2: Don't, we don't talk about it that way. Yeah, right. I no. don't.
1: Even just a wand. A wand is a great masturbation tool for men and for women a man and so i believe that all men should have a wand if you are sexually active you should have a wand in your house even if you are not in the relationship because a wand is will help you learn your own body in ways that make you comfortable so we were talking about how do you find that space i think that men automatically think that there's only one way to do things so when you talk about prostate, you talk about, oh, well, you got to stick your finger in there to do that. You do not have to stick your finger in there to also receive pleasure from a prostate, from a prostate stimulation. Pro tip, take a wand, turn it on, put it on the edge of the bed, lift your testicles, put it under your testicles and let it vibrate while you jack off.
0: Man, she giving an A1 game. This is stuff I ain't never heard of before, bro. I feel like
1: this is about to change somebody's life. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you can use it in sex as yeah. well. So right. if you are having sex, you can put the vibrator on her clitoris. You can put it on her nipples. Any other erogenous places that she has, you can give it to her. Let her control it. Or if you learn her body, you can learn how to control it. to mm-hmm. where you can, you know, use that to be able to get her off. And the thing about that is, is that it also, once you get that first orgasm out the way, you in for a ride, but you have to be able to get to that first one. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing for men. It's also a great tool. Um, I've been learning a lot about uh, multi-orgasmic men and how those four stages run for multi-orgasmic men because there are ways for men to ejaculate. I mean, for for them to have an orgasm and not ejaculate and are able to continue. Absolutely. You are able to to continue sex. So what happens is, is that your body does what's called ejaculating. Mm-hmm. So because your urethra, the, the piece that delivers the sperm, because it is a part of your reproductive system, the same way that it can go forward, it can you go backward. Backwards. Yeah. So it'll take the semen and throw it into your bladder and it goes out with your pee, but you right. can still have sex. You don't have to do the refractory period because you didn't have an ejaculation.
0: Yeah, there's some so, breathing exercises you can get from uh synthetic to parasynthetic. And, synthetic.
1: It's and learning a, your body. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: Yeah. It sounds like a lot of what we haven't been privy to or introduced to is one, the 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 importance of communication, right? Mm-hmm. You know, not just not just during sex, not just the dirty talk. We're talking yeah. about Speaking about what expectations are there before you begin the act, right? Being able to understand what respect means to your partner, so that you can give them as much pleasure or more than what you expect to gain, and then talking about it afterwards, so that you can reflect on what that experience was and really find out how to make that next experience even better. Right. Right. That's a space I feel like we as men have have not um, have not been privy to, like whether it's been because of our own kind of, you know, avoiding that space or whether um, our, our our environment and our partners haven't given that to us, we have to start owning that and really right. make that a part of our, our experience. And I feel like um, that takes us directly into my next question with Katasha, which is something we've been talking about um, last night, um, publicly on Facebook, but also in our, our man cave mm-hmm. in our private group where um, we, we really offer guys the freedom and the, the security to kind of explore some of these issues with, with, um, with a community that is non-threatening, that is non-judgmental, and that is supportive. We've been talking about the difference between sex and intimacy.
0: Right.
2: Um, and I feel like that drives us right back into that space. Um, Katasha, tell us what your definition is um, and what your, what separates sex from intimacy and how we as men really need to, to kind of take hold of that to empower ourselves to be our best for our partners.
0: I like this.
1: So intimacy involves care.
0: Mm. Um,
1: sex is just sex, but intimacy involves a, an awareness of the other person. So you can have sex By yourself, you can have sex with a group of people, right? But to be intimate requires the connection of another person. So you have to take the additional step to find out how to create intimacy with the person that you're with, because it is not sex. It is all the things before, but it is also contingent to that person. So, intimacy to one person may be, you know, laying real close to each other, not necessarily touching, but just, you know, laying and, and talking where to the other person it could be while we're having sex what are you doing with your hands right. where where, where are your hands where where are your lips what are things are being stimulated while this, are you in are you present are you present during sex or is it just are, are the only things touching our genitals is that is that it is that how we got here do you still have your coat on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot yeah. it, it is intimacy requires personal care it requires Mm -hmm. you that that you are in tune or at least want to be in tune with the person that you're about to have sex with so i want to be available to you and i want you to be available to me that is intimacy right yeah so what i'm hearing
0: intimacy is more about union Yes. And it takes compassion in order you to come in alignment with the other individual, where sex is more of just a physical act. Sex a is about phys- you. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Man, you know, I, I like the idea before even getting to this point that she did personal work. And that's how you and Bruce are able to have such an amazing relationship, because Bruce did his personal work. You done your personal work, especially coming from abuse, because I was molested as a young child, too. Um, what are some things that, that people can do that would bring them to the state of wholeness where they can have this type of union with another person?
1: Um, so I can tell you what I did. The first thing that I would say is to get therapy. If it is causing Mm -hmm. a rift, I can't tell you how, what's the best way for you to do it, but I can tell you how I did it. And for me, it was realizing that I wasn't going to be a victim. and and that I knew the statistics even as a young kid I knew that this was likely going to happen um it's kind of something that black girls are just prepared for I knew that it was going to happen um and then after it happened I didn't know at the time because I was only five but when I came into myself and knowing it was like ah this is one of the things that was going to happen Mm. how do I stop it from happening again And that is when I realized that the only way that I can do that is if I start making sure that it didn't happen and not leaving it up to anybody else. I, I became my own advocate very, very young, very young. And even now I, I coach women and, you know, women have to bury, and I'm sure men do too, because the rate of sexual abuse in men is probably just as high, but it is difficult to get men to realize that they were taken advantage of. And um, I think that young men are introduced to sex entirely too early because we as adults, if you think about when you started having sex and then when you learn to navigate sex, there's probably 15, 20 years in between that time frame, but kids are being introduced to that at, 11, 12, yeah. 13. Like, there's no way to navigate the emotions that come with sex, J- even just sex. Man, you're expected to perform it in a healthy manner
0: when you're still going through stages of brokenness.
1: And, and not even brokenness that has to do with sex, right? right? Just so sex general. is just a byproduct right? Of, you know, what happens, but
2: yeah,
1: hurt people hurt people. So Absolutely. you bleed over people when you don't realize that you've been cut and right. so you know men are we we take them out and you know their uncles buy them prostitutes and you know they ask him, hey you got a little piece of pussy yet and like all those things become so important and you're teaching young men that that's what's important every time I see my uncle he asks me do I got a girlfriend yet or do I you know blah 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 and I think that I think it froze up young men <laughs> okay yeah and then they go collect.
2: Yeah. Man, that's this, good, Katasha. Thank you so much. There's there's so much out there <clears throat> that we, um, not even just as men, but 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 as a community, need to be just exposed to to understand the depth of you know our experiences when it comes to sex and intimacy and connecting with one another. And yes, um, the work you're doing is so important. It's, yeah,
0: phenomenal.
2: God, thank you it's, so much for this.
0: Yeah. Um, I this can't be, that. be the last time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Man, give us some final thoughts. Some final yeah. thoughts, something we should know, something you would like to share. Um, And also one thing that people can apply to their relationship that can make a huge impact like today or tomorrow. It's the weekend coming up. Listen. Okay.
1: Right. So... Okay, I already forgot the first part of the question, but the second oh, part- Oh, final finally, thoughts, <laughs> final thoughts. Okay, final, <laughs> my final thoughts. I think that um, let's make a distinction for men between sex therapy and sex education. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sex education is vastly different from sex therapy. And I'm not saying that, and in the field, there is there is no hierarchy, okay? Sex therapists are therapists who are comfortable talking about sex. They have no additional sexual training. They have nothing. They don't know how the body works. They have no kind of information. They're just therapists who are comfortable talking about sex. A sex educator is a researcher. I know what your body does. I know all of your erogenous zones. I know all of, for men and women, for non-binary, I have, I'm aware of gender options. So a sex educator and a sex therapist do two different things. A sex educator is a sex coach. It is your, you know, Phil Jackson. If you want to be, if you want to be the best that you think that you are and you haven't had any teaching or any, any coaching, you're, you're playing yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can't, you, you're not in the NBA. You're not, you just, you just at the park. <laughs> so it is a difference. And if you have something that is stopping you or hanging you up from being able to perform and have a healthy sex life, you need to go see a sex therapist. If you just want to know more, or if something is, um, you have a hangup or that you just want to be better at it and want to know how the body works and want to know how a woman works or how a man works. Cause I do not judge I feel mm-hmm. like as long as it's illegal, I mean, longer it is illegal and nobody is getting hurt past their boundaries, I'm for all that shit. Like whatever it is, even the things that I don't do. And I think that's another thing that we do is we demonize the things that we don't do. Mm-hmm. Can it yeah. just not be the thing that you do? Like, why does it have to be demonized because you right. don't participate? Like right. other people do. Mm-hmm. So just mind mm-hmm. your business. Absolutely. So if we get to that point where we realize that people need education you need education how you're right. doing this and you're going out and you're pressing on people something that you think that you just inherently know and you don't right. there's nothing you inherently know so, so
2: knowing what kind of help and where yes. to get it yes. yeah yes.
1: So t- that's
0: good Tell your website tell us how we can get education <laughs> on it come on because yes. i want to promote this you guys first of all i want to thank her because she gave away amazing amounts of value today Absolutely. like Mind blowing, you guys. And she charges for this. She gets paid. This is what she does. She makes a livelihood doing this. All right.
1: This is what I do. So you can find me at expressionofrepression.com. Um, I would like to reiterate that it is a non-judgmental area. So, um, non-binary, gender fluid, uh, curious, whoever you are, I will find a space for you. Um, I. I'm an educator, it's what I do, and however I need to figure out how to teach you, I will. And, and so, so, we have a video library, we have one on one coaching. I really feel like, especially for black men, because my clientele is 95% black, that it is a need for it. I would like more black men to take their sexual health seriously outside of just if you know when you have an STI or not. I would like for them, because I think that sexual health, and I, maybe it's just because I'm in it, but I feel like sexual health and sexual confidence can really bleed over into other parts of your life.
2: Mm-hmm. It can
1: make other parts of your life better when you learn how to create boundaries and communicate. And even if it's just for sex, you learn how to do that in other spaces. You learn how to do that in your workplace. You learn how to do it with your children, being able to communicate mm-hmm. and have conversations that, don't, that you don't internalize right when it doesn't go the way that you want it to go so mm-hmm. it there are value it is value in sex education there's value in sexual health and so you can find me at expression of repression.com you can look for me coach katasha on any networks you can follow me uh i'm a hoodlum but <laughs> yeah. very outspoken yeah you know, everybody I'm, should follow her she's I'm amazing her. <laughs> i love
0: her feed i love her content i love her energy everything she does it truly makes you think, and I like that. I like the fact that you unapologetically speak your truth because it is something that we need to know about. Imagine if we had this education younger or before we stepped into relationships, right? Absolutely. Imagine yeah. that, right? So I always look at you well, we and Bruce and I'm like, this is dope. I love y'all's relationship, (laughs) right? And I I love my relationship. Like, I love my wife. I feel like we're amazingly lucky. But I always think about components that we may have missed out on. Mm -hmm. How can you present this so that we can um, create a next generation with with greater forms of prosperity and and health, right? And knowledge, so.
1: Being able to be honest. Yeah. Be be honest is, is if there are things that you want and you desire, and this is for everybody, men, women, I think that if we were more honest about what we like. And the things that mm. we like to do we would be more susceptible to get those things right That's so amazing. and whatever type of relationship you like let me just squeeze this in there whatever type of relationship that you like you can have so mm. if you whatever type it is if you don't want to be uh tied down in a monogamous relationship you can be in an ethical non-monogamous relationship right. you can be polyamory and i know that we have trivialized a lot of those um
0: Classifications. Yeah. Yes.
1: But if you actually look into them, they have names. And it is right. easier to be able to identify with a certain love style if you know that it exists. And I right promise on. it exists. Whatever you right. feel, it exists.
0: Yeah. Wow. Thank Last, you Now know. do we need
1: a safe word? <laughs> you, <laughs> might, you might. Dude, ain't nothing
2: wrong with a face word <laughs> Natasha before we go you have to tell us about what events you got coming up because I know you, oh got, my God. you got absolutely awesome. fam yes tell us so um,
1: I have uh, I'm pretty much done with my book I am writing a pleasure series and I am um, my book is a headhunter's guide so it is a book on fellatio it, is, it has techniques in it that I built and named um and did the research on I sent out packets and stuff to kind of got information back on like what worked and what didn't work I mean it's it's a big project even though it's not a big book and so I'm going to continue that and do pleasure series over different things and we'll do it over oral sex we'll do it over anal training all kinds of things just something that people can have okay I'll be glad to do that and I have an expose an exhibition coming up for Halloween we usually do a Halloween party I recently figured out that I'm an artist. So um, um, I'm gonna have some BDSM bills because I build things. So I'm gonna have a couple of like big toys there for people to like play with and kind of get an idea about kinky things. I'll have some torture chairs and a punishment box that I'm building and kind of stuff that you know you wouldn't really have access to unless, you know, mm. you were on, you know, Pornhub or something but I want people to be able to see that you can have these things. Like I'm just, I'm just a girl in nails outside with a circular saw. So, but you can have them. You can do (laughs) it seriously. So I'm going to take some of my artwork. I have some drawings and some paintings and I have some custom bills that we're going to have. We'll have some sex education there. We'll have some games. So that's going to be on October 30th. Um, Oh, it's really scary because like I have, uh, some
2: national coverage for it. Let's go. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm excited. This is awesome. Yeah, this is, awesome. This is awesome. <laughs>
0: awesome.
2: You guys tap in with Coach Katasha. Um if you've been hanging out with us, I hope you learned. I know you learned something. I'm going to say hope. <laughs> yeah, you know hey, for real. You right? <laughs> There's so much out there. We need we need to embrace ourselves and learn how to embrace each other better. Um we are uh, really excited about this. Like I said, this will not be the last time that we sit down with Coach Katasha. Um, Donnell, take us away, man.
0: Hey, listen, you guys. I hope this is valuable to you. I know this is not a common discussion that people would usually have in the atmosphere and the climate and culture because of the stigmas that society place on it. So we want to thank Katasha for being courageous, because this does take a lot of courage, even for men to be able to approach this because thank we do feel like if we're not performing, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And if somebody tells us, we take it so, with such a negative impact that like permeates and like destroys our ego. But I'm grateful mm-hmm. that she was able to explain it in such a way that makes it safe and it creates a refuge. For, so thank you for opening and creating space for us to be able to have this enjoyable conversation. I feel like it was organic, I feel like it was amazing, and I feel like a lot of value was given away, so thank you so much for sharing our platform. Hey, she said our website, you guys, go check her out. If there's any questions, I would say post them, so next time she comes back and discuss our book, um, even the event, feel free to share that with us, because I would love to share that, because I know for me personally, there's some things I would love to experience, and you gave me some advice on how to go through and have that discussion, right, and yeah. so I'm pretty sure if it was valuable to me, it was valuable to a lot of other people, so we love you guys. Thank you guys for the ones that's in modern manhood. Hope you guys enjoyed this when I have more coming. Um, and yeah, that's it. So have a great Absolutely. Friday, Katasha. Thank you for sharing space. <laughs> Thank Dr. For having me. I hope you have an amazing day. Um, and yeah, that's it. So you guys Thank peace you out. Guys. Fellas, if you're not in the man
2: cave, jump in with us, check out our website at manhoodmasterclass.com. You can also find the man cave um, on um, Facebook, this is a group where we share things like this, experiences like this, and this is public right now, but we also give the opportunity for guys to go and and comment and talk and have the conversations in a safe place, and we will also push any questions you guys have to Katasha, a comment under this post, because we're all tagged in there, this conversation doesn't end because the video does, right. so um, you guys take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and be well. Peace.
0: First sex education class, let's go. Uh, I, I think we got an A. Hey, listen, she said you're not Kobe. Just because you don't look <laughs> to don't mean Kobe. Me. So we got to practice first. See, you don't even listen. There is a process. <laughs>
2: take your
0: time. Oh, take your time. So what I learned, take your time. Create a sister wholeness in your life. Value your partner enough to learn their body. Open space and create space for your partner to express what they enjoy without judgment or discrimination. That's what See, I heard today.
2: That's why I didn't click the end button.
0: <laughs> that's what I heard, you guys. <laughs> Love you is that. about putting the other person first. Have a server leadership style in your bedroom. Go and learn your partner's body. Go and learn your body because you're worth it and honor yourself. Be willing to explore, but also be willing to put yourself first and honor yourself so you can put somebody else first so they can honor themselves. That's what good I got. God. that's that's the key points. Yeah. All right. I love that's you. Good, Thank good, you, Kasasha. I'll let you later <laughs>
2: see you. <ya. Take> <laughs>